You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Now let's open our Bible to the book of John. I'll be reading from John chapter 11, verses 17 to 27. My subheading here is, it talks about Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, I'll be giving you at least a brief background of this, the context of the passage and the chapter as I go on and as I move along with this passage. It says here in verse 17, Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Let us pray. Lord, we lift up, Lord, to you the passage that we have read, and we believe that your Holy Spirit is going to teach us. Lord, we pray and ask that you will open, Lord, our eyes so that we can see, Lord, Jesus Christ in every passage of the Scripture. We pray also, Lord, that you will change us, transform us, mold us, hone us, Lord. The fact is that we can change ourselves. It is only you who can change us. And we pray that even before we leave this place, may you meet us. And I pray, Lord, that you will not just speak to us, as a congregation, but speak to us personally, Lord. Thank you once more, Lord, because we know that we will learn from this passage and allow this passage, Lord, to apply in our very lives. Let this passage be relevant, Lord. And we pray that we will always, Lord, see you and glorify you and praise you, Lord, truly, that you are the Lord who is in charge of our life. Once more, Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people say, Almighty, Amen, Amen. Now, it is impossible for us to talk about resurrection without talking about the death, okay, or death, or dying. I remember that, you know, many people, whenever we talk about death, they will usually, you know, say, I'm not afraid of death, but I'm just afraid of, you know, the form of death. Yung kung papano akong mamamatay. Many Christians don't, you know, are not be afraid of death. And they just want to choose the way they want to die. Some people will say, well, I want to die um, while sleeping. But I don't want to die drowning. Ang hirap yata nun. Gaganon ka. Okay? Kumbaga parang ang hirap nun. I don't want to die, you know, like inside a burning house, masusunog ang skin ko. Gusto ko yung kapag alam nasa, you know, nakahiga ako, maganda pa rin skin ko. My skin is still, you know, clean and white. And some people wanted to choose the form of death. But however, the fact is that you can't really choose your form of death. How, when, and where? Nobody can choose their form of death. And I would say also that you can also stop this because the ratio for death is still one is the one. People can just probably slow down the process. And you will also know if you are already 
in that particular age that you are already serious of your life, Rabbi saying that, you know, if you are mindful of the things that you eat, if you are mindful already of the things that you eat, I'm sure that you are already serious, you know, with living. Some people tend to eat Ampalaya Plus, MX3 Mangustin, anti-cancer or anti-diabetes. Why? Because they are already serious with their life at the age of 40. Once a person reaches 40, they now try to choose the food that they eat. But prior to that, if you're just a teenager, probably there's no problem. In fact, you can probably eat a leche flan, I mean breakfast, lunch, and even dinner, at ginagamit mo pang ulam yung leche flan. <laughs> Without really you minding that, you know, but when, they, when you reach the age of 40 years old, then you started to choose already. Why? Because you are already serious about it. And at the same time, you're always thinking, oh no, I'm already approaching my mid-life and I have to really be serious about it. And that's also the time wherein people also starts to become religious. Nagiging religious na tuloy sila. Pagtapak ng mga ganong edad. Bakit kaya, no? Kasi alam nila malapit na sila. Okay? Oo, di ba? Ganun eh. Ang hawak na palagi ay, you know, Bible ang iba. They already hold, you know, some uh, religious items. Why? Because they are already approaching that kind of age, old age. And they are now becoming serious of life. But the fact is that nobody knows when the Lord will take us. That's the fact. Nobody knows when the Lord will take us away from this earth and, you know, be with Him. Nobody knows. We don't know when. The mortality is still one is to one. And there's a there's a survey here that says every day, every day, around 151,600 people die every day. 151,000 people and 600. That's around 152,000. Almost 152,000 die every day. 6,316 people die every hour. 6,316 people die every hour. So the moment that another hour will pass, there's around 6,000 plus people who dies. Each minute, 105 people die each minute. So one minute has passed, one plus people dies. And each second, one or two people die. And I'm talking of people around the world. This is not just here in the Philippines, but all around the world. This is a total, this is a combined uh, total of people around the world. And point is that, are you, are you sure that you're going to heaven? Are you sure that you have eternal life? Are you sure that you are going to be with the Lord? Because the reality is that there is eternal damnation. That's the fact. If I'm to choose and I am to probably, if I have the freedom to erase a doctrine in the Bible, if I have the freedom to erase one doctrine in the Bible, I will probably have to choose erasing hell. Why? Because I can't imagine my loved one and my relatives being in that place of torment for all eternity. Hindi ko ma-imagine. Forever and ever and ever. Eternity. You're talking of eternity. You're not just talking of one million years. You're not just talking of one billion years. You're not just talking of three trillion years, but you're talking of eternity. That person will be there. That's why people sometimes are having difficulty really embracing that doctrine. But the fact of the matter is that I can't and you can't. 
Nobody can erase that because why? That is the truth. That is the fact. That is from the scripture. There are a lot of preaching of Jesus Christ that talks about hell compared to heaven. The warning of Jesus is so sure that he preached so much about hell compared to heaven because he wanted to warn the people that there is a place such as this that if you will not, of course, are not serious about your life here in this earth, especially if you're not serious that there is life after this life, then there's no more turning back. There's no second chance for us to come here once more and again embrace the Lord. Once you are there, you're there for all eternity. So I speaking about that, you know, I, I would say that the fact, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, they understand and they, they also believe that there is a resurrection. They fully understand that. And they also fully understand that Resurrection is also a truth because Mary and Martha and even Lazarus believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I don't want to go ahead of my message, but I want to just probably lay down the facts behind okay, uh, this passage before we jump in into that message. This is a map of Jerusalem. That's the Jordan River. Jordan River is where John was baptizing, you know, a lot of converts. And Jesus Christ was across the Jordan. You can find that in John 10, 40 to 42, if you check your scripture. Before Jesus Christ went to Bethany, he's in that place. And how far is that place to Bethany? That's probably around 20 miles. It will take Jesus Christ two days before he reached Bethany. So by the time, Lazarus probably is already dead. Kumbaga parabang, pag pumunta ako on that day, and inabot ako ng two days, bali wala rin. Patay rin si Lazarus. So, it's, you know, useless. But the point is that Jesus Christ had his own plan. Many of the friends of Mary and Martha and Lazarus came from Jerusalem. So Jerusalem to Bethany is around two miles apart. So many of their friends, you know, came there from that uh, place. So let's go to this passage in John chapter 11, verse 3 to 4. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. In other words, this thing will not lead to death. One day, of course, and I mean, there will be a time when Lazarus will be raised up at that very moment, and it will give glory to the Son of God. The same thing also as well for us. Many of us probably are going through difficulties and trials and testings in our life. Our trials and testings are not the same. It's pretty much different from each other. But one thing that we could assure you is that the Bible says that whatever that you're going through right now, it will give glory and honor to Jesus Christ. You may not like it. You may not really like it. The testings, the trials that you are going through, probably will say, Lord, can I choose the testings and trials that I want to? Can you please give this testing trial to my neighbor? Because I don't want this. But you can't. Why? Because this is something wherein Jesus Christ will be glorified in your own personal life. And you just have to accept. Again, that takes faith. Faith. And since we're talking about faith, I'd like us to understand that we need to go beyond the signs. There are miracles. Yes, there is a resurrection. But however, after that, it is our prayer that our faith will increase. 
And our faith will be moved and our faith will also change beyond the signs. Let's not just camp on the resurrection. Let's not just camp on the miracle, but allow our faith to change and to be transformed as, as a result of the signs that happened to each one of us. Let's move on to the first point, which is faith that waits. Faith that waits. Yes, you may have faith, but are you really waiting? Meaning, are you patient that the Lord will really move in your behalf? And that, you know, speaks of waiting. Are you waiting for His move to happen in your career, in your relationship, in your family, in your future, in your position probably, in your office, in your business? Are you really willing to wait? The scripture in John eleven seventeen, it took four days before Jesus Christ went to Bethany. It says here, now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days, found in verse 17. Why four days? Because the culture of the Jewish, they understand that the spirit, once a person dies, the spirit will linger for three days. In other words, it will just be here in this world. The spirit is just floating in this world. That's the, that's the Jewish culture. But since Jesus Christ is aware of that, he needs to let the people know that it is not because the reason why Lazarus rose from the grave, it's not because his spirit is lingering, but it's because it's not really here already. It's with the Lord. And he has the power to resurrect Lazarus. That's why he went there on the fourth day. It is a slap against the Jewish culture. Para malaman ng mga Hudyo na hindi ito aksidente, na hindi ito parang, ah, nagkataon. Kasi ikatlong araw, kaya nabuhay si Lazarus. Because, pangatlong araw, nandito pa yung kaluluwa niya. By the way, our spirits and our soul does not linger here. That's why it's not true that within 40 days, I mean, our souls are still here. So if you think that you are seeing the spirit of your lolo or lola, that is not the spirit of your lolo and lola. That's a familiar spirit. Don't you know that, the, let me just talk about this in a few seconds. Don't you know that the demons know the way we move? The demons know even our smell. The demons even know our perfume. The demons even know how we walk. That's why if a person dies, if you hear, let's say, something probably in your kitchen or something in, probably in your room and you smell something, oh, that's the perfume of my Lolo. Lolo, are you here? Tay, kayo ba ito? Parang yapak, na, parang yapak yan ng tatay ko ha. Mahina. I mean, the devil can mimic everything in us. They know how we move. They know what, how we speak. They know even our smell. That's why, again, that's the, that's the I mean, I would say, the working of the enemy, familiar spirit. Don't believe that. Because the Bible is very clear that the spirit and the soul goes back to the Lord once we die. It is already with him. But of course, that depends. If the person is not a believer, then he goes to eternal torment. If the person is in the Lord, then he goes to eternal paradise, meaning to heaven. Now, moving on, let me share with you how a body decomposes so that we will understand this is how we will understand that what happens to a body on the fourth day. Okay? And we can, we can now see, you know, after, after a body dies, what happens to that body? 
first few hours, one to two hours, there's an, er, there's an early dark bluish gray color and draining of the blood to the lower body. And we're talking about a dead body here, a dead person. Two to five hours, obvious dark bluish gray color throughout the body is already evident. After that, five to seven hours, there's an early rigor mortis, which talks about stiffening of the joints and muscle. That's why it's difficult for you to sometimes stretch the muscle already when the person dies. Kaya kapag halimbawang namatay yung taong nakaganon, ang hirap pag dinerecho mo. Kasi there's a tendency for the skin to break and even to, for the muscles to break as well. So that's why you have to really you know, flex the muscle already or straighten the muscle, especially if you want to place that person, I mean the dead body, in a coffin. Six to 12 hours, the dark bluish gray color ends because it's already filled with dark bluish color. 10 to 12 hours, the process of rigor mortis or the stiffening now spreads to the arms and legs. 12 hours, a maximum stiffness from rigor mortis. The body internal temperature you know, is brought down to 25 degrees. That's the reason why it becomes cold already. 20 to 24 hours, almost a day, the dead body reaches ambient, meaning he now gets the temperature of the surrounding or, or, or the, the, the atmosphere around him. Okay? It reaches ambient temperature. 24 hours to one day, the body is slowly decomposing. And there is body discoloration one day. That's why many embalmers uh, would not like you to uh, I mean, lengthen the time. And that, that's why they also want to fill the body with formalin. Okay? You, I mean, the, the embalmer is, uh, fills the body with formalin to, of course, uh, slow down the decaying process. And I w- I'm just thinking, probably the reason why many people are resurrected from the grave during the time, it's because they don't get immediately the internal organs. But today, there's a difficulty in raising up the body because almost immediately, you know, removes the internal organs. This is me, okay? It's not biblical, okay? This is just me thinking. Okay? I'm just thinking probably. But anyway, the Lord can recreate our internal organs okay? because He is God. He can do that. 24 hours. 72 hours is around three days. The bacteria now begin to eat the intestine because there's a lot of bacteria in our intestine. It eats the intestine and including, of course, the whole body. And... Four to ten days, there is putrefaction, which is decaying, bloating from bacteria, and bad smell begins. Now, meet Lazarus. This is Lazarus. Four days, there's already a decomposing that is happening in that body. That's why in the next verse, it says in 11.39, the book of John, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time, there will be an odor. Odor speaks about what? It speaks about scent or stink. Okay? That's why in the King James, it says stinketh. It stinks already. This is where we get the word odzo, for he has been dead four days. So it's really a miracle if Lazarus will really resurrect from the grave. This is really a miracle. Imagine a decomposing body being raised from the dead. This is really something supernatural. John 11:18 to 22 says, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Many, probably they are prominent characters, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, a reason why there are a lot of friends coming from Jerusalem. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Talking about Martha, who is very much active, okay? Martha was the one who is very busy in the kitchen, and Mary is the one who's uh, even anointing Jesus with 
uh, perfume and the one fellowshipping with Jesus. And Martha is also in a hurry to meet Jesus outside of their own home. Verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It is like saying, Lord, you are late. If only you have been here. Ko alam ko lang, pinagbus na sana kita, Panginoon. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Found in John 11, 18 to 22. There are times wherein we think that Jesus Christ is late or God is late. Well, God has his own divine calendar. We have our own calendar. The divine calendar must be followed, not our own calendar. If you think that you are impatient to wait, then ask the Lord, God, give me patience to wait. Because I know that if I will go ahead of you, things will not turn out good. But I will just have to wait for you. Don't be in a hurry to get married. Wait for the right person. Wait for the right person. Don't be in a hurry to browse the internet and check for that person and ask, Lord, this guy is very handsome. What country is he in? Wow, okay. Ah, wow, a foreign guy. Okay. Probably this guy can help us, help our family alleviate our poverty. I have nothing against you, know, you uh, marrying a foreigner. My point here is that check your motive first. Probably your motive is about money. You have to go back and check. If you can't wait, then ask the Lord for patience. Lord, give me patience to wait. Ask the Lord for patience as well in waiting also even for your career to move on. There's this guy also who uh, told me a story about, um, he's, he's a businessman. And yesterday he was just narrating to me how the Lord is also giving him favor, especially in his business. And it so happened that he and his brother have the same business. And, well, the brother is trying to make sulut-sulut the customers. <clears throat> Wala, kasi ang hirap mag-translate ang ano, translate mo lang, ano? Okay? So, kung gusto mo sa English, sulutizing. Okay? okay? Sulutizing the customers. Okay? So, <laughs> so the brother, okay, the, 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 the Christian uh, brother said, I really don't want to engage in an argument with my brother because after all, he's my brother. And it's okay if, with me. If he wants to get my customers, that's okay, that's fine. Because I believe the Lord will even, you know, give me a lot of customers, more than those customers that he has given my brother. And I just have to wait. And true to the fact, because the Lord even replaced all those customers with new customers. And they, I mean, he was able to preserve their relationship as well. Because why? Because he waited. Sabi nga niya, kung alam mo lang, Pastor, tinimes ng Panginoon yung aming business, yung benta namin because of that. It is a sad fact that many of the people today, they tend to go to, to litigation and legal issues and settle things in court. Imagine they are brothers and sisters. They fight over money. Nagdedemandahan dahil sa mana. Nagdedemandahan dahil sa pera. Nagdedemandahan dahil ang binigay sa kanya, isang kotse na titingnan niya bulok samantalang yung kapatid niya, napakalaking bahay. They are trying to sue each other. Check yourself. Are you trying to preserve your relationship with your brothers and sisters? Or are you after money? There's a right way to, of course, get that. And at the same time, there's a right way also to deal with that. But please, not at the expense of sacrificing your relationship with your loved ones. I remember last night, 
This is just, you know, I just remember while waiting for a parking space. I was waiting for this parking space. There's this uh, vehicle in front of me, and then he was there okay, uh, first. And then it so happened that the, while I was waiting, the car in front of me who was parked left. And so I have the opportunity to actually park my car already. But before I, do, I, you know, I did that, the driver you know, uh, left his car and knocked you know, on the window of my car and said, I was here first. <laughs> You're here late. I'm here first, right? I was looking at him and I want to backslide a few seconds. No, 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 no. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. No. I said, <laughs> I, I said, I said, yes, you're right, you're right. And then I, I left, I left. And then um, after I left, well, he parked his car. And then a few seconds, another car left, and then I was able to park. So because I was just thinking, Lord, what if I blew my top? And really got angry at this guy and said, but I'm here in front of this car, so you don't have any right. And at the same time, there's no law that says I, I will argue with this guy. But praise God, because I was able to control my emotion at the same time, wait for a few seconds, and then voila, there's another car that left, and I was able to park, and I was able to enjoy my dinner with my family. That's why, again, speaking about patience, you just have to learn to wait for the Lord's move. Don't even allow your emotion to control you. Because there's a tendency for us to really be controlled by our emotion and lose our temper to the point that when that happens, our testimony is blown off. And what if that person is from Victory as well? <laughs> Pastor, hindi kita nakilala. Ikaw pala yun, okay? But, ano, nagalit ka? So, buti na lang. Sabi ko, praise God, hindi ako nagalit. So, anyway... Point is that you have to learn to wait. Wait for the Lord's move. Wait for the Lord's move in every area of your life. Are you, are you waiting for the Lord's move? Okay, who among you here are still waiting for the Lord's move? Amen. Okay, many of you. Some of you are not waiting. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, I hope you are. Second Peter 3.8, it says here also, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with, with the Lord one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like, is like one day. Meaning, it, it is, this is simile. Figure of speech. 1,000 years is like or as, but it is not equal to one day. Point is that probably for you, it's just one day, but for the Lord, it's 1,000 years. Probably for you, it's like the longest years of your life, but for the Lord, it's just one day. God is actually just transforming us and molding us to be in the image of Christ. In the next passage in contemporary English version, it says, The Lord isn't slow about keeping His promises as some people think He is. In fact, God is patient because He wants everyone to turn from sin and no one to be lost. The Lord Jesus Christ will come one day. Who believes that? Jesus Christ is coming someday. Okay? You believe that? And so, the reason why the Lord had to delay, or I would say not delay, but the point is that the reason why the Lord is not yet coming because He wants every one of us to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. But the fact is that, not everyone will be saved. Not everyone will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. But there is still a chance for our loved ones to come to know Jesus Christ. Meron pa rin mga tao sa ating mahal sa buhay na hindi pa po nakakilala sa Panginoon. Di po ba? May mga kaibigan tayo, magulang natin, anak natin, who are not yet believers. And that's what the Lord wants. They also, the Lord also wants them to know Him so that they will not be lost. Verse 10, the day of the Lord's return will, su- will surprise us like a thief. Do you know of a thief 
who ask a permission first and say, can I rob your house on this particular date and time? <laughs> is it okay? And I'm sure you will be prepared for that. The Lord is like a thief that he will not tell us when and what time and how. The point is that Jesus Christ will come. And all we need to do is that you have to be prepared. What are we doing while waiting? What are we doing while waiting? The scripture is, uh, is clear when it says, everything will be destroyed, so you should serve and honor God by the way you live. Are you serving and honoring God by the way you live while waiting for Him? What are we doing? Being busy. And of course, advancing His kingdom. Being busy in honoring God. Being busy in serving Him. Let's not just sit down and wait for Him, but let's be busy for Him. Maging busy po tayo sa pagsilbi sa Kanya in many different ways. Steve Jobs said, this is just to uh, give you a, a point no, from him. For the past 33 years, I have looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no, for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. Now, this is him. He doesn't understand you know, the reality of what the scripture says because he just wants to be busy every day. If it's the last day today, he will just be busy today. But for us, it's different. For us, it's that we plan as if Jesus is coming next year, but we live as if he is coming today. That's why whatever that you do today, I hope that we will be living our life as if like Jesus Christ is coming today. What if Jesus comes while you are browsing your Facebook and chatting with somebody else and your wife is sleeping? You have to check on that. What if you're busy doing something else that is, a that is not right in the eyes of the Lord and when the Lord Jesus Christ comes? Again, I, I'm not you know, questioning your salvation, but what I'm saying is that are we being busy in the Lord's work? One day we will give an account to him. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Books are plural. The books here in the Greek is Biblion, which talks about, of course, the scripture. Then another book, singular, was opened, which is the book of life. And the book of life is, of course, where the names of the, of the people are who are saved. Are you assured that your name is in the book of life? But however, after that, one day we will be giving an account to the Lord himself about the things that we say and do. And that, is, that speaks of the reward that God is going to give us. Yes, we are saved. Yes, our name will be on the Lamb's book of life. But however we will also give an account to him about the things that we say and do. That's why the question is, what are we doing while waiting for him? And the dead were judged by what was written in the books or the Biblion according to what they had done. In verse 15, it says, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Let's be sure that our name is found in the Lamb's book of life. Be assured of that. Be sure that your name is there. Nobody can place your name there except, of course, you, if you surrender your life to the Lord, if you receive him into your life. Faith that waits, after faith that waits, is faith that hopes. It should be accompanied with hope. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. John eleven twenty three to 24 says, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. There is a resurrection. This is a fact. This is a truth that there is a resurrection. One day, I'm going, I'm prepared to exchange this body to a glorified body one day. And I'm sure you are also. Because the body that we have, it grows old. 
tumatanda po ang ating katawan at yung ating mga skin ay nangungulubot. Kaya ang iba, banat ng banat dito para talagang as in, you know, bumata ng gusto. They tend to pull it as if like, you know, and, and also, go to, <laughs> go to a lot of, you know, um, salon or, you know, do those. I have nothing against those, but the point is that all of us will grow old someday. And you can't really stop that. The point is that one day, the body that we have will be a perfect body. And that's also a fact. That's the hope that we have right now. Faith that hopes. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 16 to 20, For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Jesus Christ rose from the grave. In verse 18, it says, Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. Meaning, if Jesus Christ did not rise from the grave, then the point is that we are to be pitied among all. Basically, it's just another form of religion. Religion lang ito. The word fallen asleep here is to say that those who died in Christ. Those who died in Christ, kasi this is called euphemism in the fig- in figure of speech. In our case, as Filipino, hindi natin din diretsyo. Oye, alam mo, na, ano, namayapa na yung lolo natin. O kaya alam mo, ano, na kay Lord na si nanay. O kaya alam mo, uh, ano, alam mo wala, na si, wala na yung kapatid mo. Pero hindi natin madiretso, alam mo, namatay na yung nanay mo. <laughs> Pwede bang medyo, ano, uh, dahanin mo naman pagkasabi. Ay, kasi ano, umakit kasi siya sa bubong. Tapos, ano, dahan-dahan pa siya. At nung pababa na siya, okay, medyo nadulas ng konti. Nabalian ng buto. Kumbaga, parang sa atin kasi ano, ayaw natin diretso eh. We don't want it to, you know, go straight. But we want, you know, sometimes to use language in order not to hurt our feelings. That's euphemism. The same thing also with them, that's fallen asleep. It's actually death. That's why, in this case, in verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Fallen asleep speaks of death. But the fact is that, there's hope because Jesus Christ rose from the grave and that there is a resurrection for us, for every one of us, to those who believe. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, says Hebrews 11.1, 1, the conviction of things not seen. It is not yet happening in our case, but we believe that someday we will be resurrected. I will be resurrected. If you believe that, you will be resurrected. You will be resurrected as well. Do you believe that you will resurrect someday? Yes, it's like, as if like nobody, I know, some of you are just convinced, but the rest are not. Who among you are convinced that one day you will be resurrected by the Lord? Yes, amen. Amen. Hope means you are, of course, expecting. You are expectant. Hope, that's hope. The Apostle Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians 5.8, Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body or absent in the body and at home with the Lord. Absent in the body, but at home with the Lord. To be absent in the body is to be with the Lord. Automatic. That is immediately. In fact, Paul also said in Philippians 1.21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. There's gain in death. Why? Because you will be in the presence of the Lord. It is like the Queen of Sheba who received a news coming from the kingdom of Solomon. When the Queen of Sheba received the news, this is what she said. And she said to the king, The report was true that I heard my own land of your words and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. 
And behold, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report that I heard found in 1 Kings 10, 6-7. In other words, the things that they have told me, that's nothing. When I saw it, wow, I was really amazed. The same thing also goes with heaven. We have not yet imagined what heaven will be like. The things that we can see here, it's nothing compared to heaven. The scripture says, but as it is written in 1 Corinthians 2.9, what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. We have something to expect, and that's the hope that we have. The Lord is preparing something for you even right now in this world, and you just have to really be prepared for that. Be expectant as to what, how the Lord will move. Be expectant every day whenever you you wake up in the morning, pag gising nyo sa umaga, sabi nyo, Lord, salamat po. Alam kong may panibagong pag-asa na naman. Huwag kayong mawawalan pag-asa. Yung mga taong nawawalan pag-asa, sila po yung may tendency na ma-depress at kitilin ang kanilang sarili. Pag nawala po ang pag-asa sa isang tao, once hope is gone in the life of the person, then there's a tendency for that person to kill himself, and kill herself. Why? Because that person is so much depressed to the point that he wants to end his life. Don't allow depression to sink in in your heart, but let the hope that comes from the Lord be in your heart because every day there's hope. Every day there's hope in the Lord. Faith that hopes continue to hold on and cling on to that. If you think there's no hope for your children, because you can bring them right now to church, there's hope. One day your children will come to church and come to the saving knowledge of Christ. I remember this story. Children that I talked to, and I would say they're already grown-ups, wherein they, uh, their parents planted the seed of the Word in their hearts. And then after planting the seed of the Word in their hearts, as a young person, when they became an adult, they went stray away from the Lord. They did not attend the church. They did not, they, they don't want anything to do with church. But one day, the Lord called them back and brought them back once more at the feet of the Lord. And I asked them, what made you come back to the Lord Jesus Christ? What made you embrace him once more? And they said, I owe it to what my parents did to me because they planted the seed of the word in our hearts when we were still young. If they are still young, and if you have children in your house, and they are still in, under your roof, plant the seed of the word in their hearts. Because one day, when they, already are, when, when they are already an adult, they will one day remember the Lord, and they will one, one day be brought back at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Huwag po kayong matatakot na baka mamaya lumayo sila sa Panginoon. Pag meron pong seed yan, babalik at babalik yan sa Panginoon. There's, the, there's a way for the Lord for, for, for them to call, for, for the Lord to call them into his kingdom. And again, that is, of course, speaking about faith that hopes. Hope for the best for your children because our, our hope is always in the Lord himself. And lastly, faith that believes. Faith that waits, faith that hopes, and faith that believes. Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Martha had this kind of faith to believe. Nanampalataya po siya. The scripture is also clear that says in 11.27, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. 
do you also believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And if you, if you believe that, then you have life in yourself. The Bible is clear in John 3.18 that says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Faith that believes, faith is a noun. But faith, if it is not accompanied by believing, is just a noun. Faith is a noun, believing is a verb. You have to always accompany faith with believing. Faith that works. Faith without action is dead. Dead in the eyes of the people around you. And I would say that if you have faith, continue to believe in the Lord, that the Lord will be the one to move in your behalf as well. That's faith. If you believe that the Lord will one day restore your relationship with regards to your spouse, then continue to believe the Lord. And do something in order for you to be able to restore your relationship with your spouse. Pray for your spouse, even for your family as well. In other words, all you need to do is not just to believe, but even at the same time, hope in the Lord and wait for his mighty move. The Bible in Psalm 50 verse 15 says, And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. The point is that there's a reason why the Lord is allowing us to go through this, so that one day in our life, we will glorify his name and we will give glory and honor to him. Can we all stand up right now and let's pray to the Lord. Allow the word of the Lord to sink in your heart and I believe that the Lord will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to each one of us as well. If your prayer right now is that, Pastor, can you pray for me that I will learn to wait on the Lord always in my life? Let this faith be accompanied always with waiting. Let this faith be accompanied always with patience to wait for him. Let me not go ahead of him. But let me always wait for his divine calendar. If that is your prayer, I'd like you to just raise up your hand. If some of you also are asking for prayer and saying, Pastor, can you also pray for me that I will always have hope for my family. I will always have hope for my life. It seems like everything is being affected. My life seems like I'm not moving forward. It is as if like I'm always in this kind of situation. The Lord is telling you right now to place your hope in Him. Faith that hopes. If you also need prayer in that area, I'd like you to raise up your hand right now and let me pray also for you. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for your children who needs this patience to wait and the spirit of hope. I pray, God, that you will step in in their situation and let them focus on you. Lord, I pray that they will accompany, Lord God, their faith with believing faith so that, Lord, they will see your hand also moving in their life. God, I pray that you will always surround them, Lord, with your favor. Do not allow them, Lord, to stop believing in you. But, Lord, I pray that you will always accompany them by the hand and lead them always, Lord. Right now, Lord, some of them may be in a challenging situation. But I know, Lord, that you're going to accompany them. You will never leave them and you will never forsake them. You will always, Lord, be by their side to hold them. And I believe, Lord, that one day, many weeks from now, many months from now, many years from now, they will say to themselves, Lord, thank you because I've been patiently waiting for you and now your name is glorified. It is not about you. 
but it's about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Lord, thank you for the life of your children. Strengthen them today, Lord. Meet their needs. Let their desires be aligned to your desires. Thank you. The glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord.